What's up, everybody? This is Word of a Rebel, and for the previous few episodes, we've been focusing on how to use social media and who it is actually beneficial for. So in the first um, in the first episode, I actually kind of gave a summary of all of the top names in social media, those that are most frequently used, especially in the United States, but in many places around the world. Uh, and then in the following episodes, I started explaining more details on specific ones. So I did an episode on Instagram and I did an episode on Facebook. Uh, I did those two consecutively because there is a lot of benefit from both of these uh, in those being synced as well as, um, you know, maintaining uh, a, a consistent image across both Facebook and Instagram platforms. Uh, and then also because of the way that their advertising is linked together, it makes a lot of sense as far as um, promotions are concerned because you can send the same advertisement on Facebook and Instagram by entering it one time. And so you get that seamless syncing of branding and marketing across both. I also put the Facebook and Instagram discussion together because they are basically beneficial in the same way for businesses and that they establish the brand, they communicate the essence of the brand, the, 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 the feeling, the atmosphere, uh, and you're building a reputation. Uh, and also where the only difference really between Facebook and Instagram is that Instagram is better for uh, directly engaging your, um, your audience, like creating interaction. Facebook is also useful for that in certain respects, especially for uh, creating events and, um, and at calls to action because uh, people do go to Facebook for things like that, for events and calls to action. But Facebook's additional thing is that it is a backup for your website. So your website has, you know, your storefront basically of sorts. Uh, it's your digital storefront of sorts. People go there to kind of like get a feel, but your Facebook is gonna have more detail, right? So because of the way that Facebook is organized, you can actually put, you know, photos and videos in uniform locations uh, and you can put a lot more content there. Um, so Facebook, in addition to websites, would so definitely check out the Facebook conversation because I go into detail about the reasons you should have a website first before um, implementing the Facebook and Instagram platforms. Nevertheless, um, this conversation today is not going to focus on those. I just wanted to do a recap of what had been discussed previously. If you missed those episodes, be sure to check me out at Word of a Rebel on either iTunes, Spotify, Anchor app, Google Podcasts. You can go back and listen to previous episodes by searching uh, on those platforms for them. The most recent, uh, for example, for sure on Spotify, I know that the most recent ones are at the top. Uh, I'll have to look back at iTunes and see how they're organizing my, um, my episodes. But with Spotify, the most recent are at the top, and so you can see the social media episodes consecutively in order uh, they're available for you. So, today's discussion is going to focus on Twitter and Patreon. The reason that I'm focusing on Twitter and Patreon is because these two platforms, they have broad use as well, but there's a major benefit for creatives and anyone who deals in an industry where creative product or services are sold. So this goes in line with, um, you know, if you sell clothing, jewelry, arts, blankets, pillows, um, anything that you make creatively, or if you're a vendor of items made creatively, Twitter and Patreon are very good in that respect. Patreon is also good for people who make 
audio or video content and they want to receive um, direct funding to you as a source. So if you kind of think about Netflix, um, Hulu, Amazon Prime, right, where you've got these major productions that are available, these high-priced um, productions, right? So uh, Netflix pays um, their producers or directors or whatever um, based on the audience size that is anticipated for that product. So it's kind of like that with Patreon, but it's on a more of a startup level. These are your indie artists. These are the people with who don't have the big budgets that come from Amazon and Netflix, and they are creating good, original, creative content, right? So you're not going to have people making remakes or, you know, re-ups of something that's already been done. You're going to get authentic new stuff. A lot of the people who are on uh, Twitter and Patreon are also um, on Instagram. So there's a lot of people who have well, Instagram and Facebook, honestly. But a lot of people reach out um, to get supporters on Patreon through their social media network. So the way that Patreon works is you set up your profile around the core content that you're going to have available. You set membership levels so people choose a subscription to your products and um, you decide on what each level of membership is going to receive. So on my personal Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash word of a rebel. I have my different tiers and um, based on each tier, you get a certain amount of video content um, as well as you can get books and you can get visual uh, media, you know, art and whatever else. Uh, but the video content is the core of it, the short films. So if you check that out, that's how my tiers are set up. Some people, um, I know, for example, Belief in Fatherhood um, is producing content um, around a children's character that he's created for his babies uh, and also for other children. Um, and so you can see there what content he has available based on subscriptions. Um, several others have also gone that route. I think Kev on stage, K-E-V-O-N stage, Kev on stage, has a Patreon as well, but I can't remember at this point. Um, but a lot of a lot of creators are on there. Um, and so they put their content up, they put their subscription, and so it's kind of like you're going to Amazon Prime and you're deciding on what shows you want to access, right? Um, that's basically what it is. You're showing your support for a content creator. And most of the time, like, you know, the subscription is very cheap. Like mine is like one, three, seven, and ten dollars per month. So you can choose, like you can give a dollar a month and you can get access to content. It's like really, really cheap. Basically it's just startup money, it's seed money. You're helping creators who are gonna be the next big producers get their um, footing, their foothold and their financing. So it's definitely worthwhile. You can check out like trailers, see what the people are doing. This is why a lot of people get most of their supporters from their other social media, whether it be Twitter, um, Instagram, or Facebook. People go there first, and then they come over to Patreon, and they get the subscription to get access to the content on a regular basis. So I do encourage creatives um, to definitely check out Patreon and see how you could set up membership and what would be the benefits that you could maintain for people. And what would you want them to pay to receive those benefits? It's really a worthwhile endeavor. 
Now, going back to Twitter, because I haven't really mentioned it a whole lot, and it is a part of this episode, Twitter is really great for people who are selling merchandise, like if you actually have content to sell. Because a lot of people go to Twitter around the world looking for, um, you know, apparel, accessories, art, uh, and other products. They also go to Twitter looking for music and video content. So you're, you're able to reach an international market more readily on Twitter, I find, um, especially because that's where people go for new information, new and upcoming information. You can stay on top of the trends and take advantage of that access. Um, the same is true for Instagram and Facebook, depending on what nation you're in. But Twitter does really have a deep reach for people who are creatives, who are selling merchandise. Um, so go ahead and check that out as well. Look at what some other content creators are doing. What hashtags are they using in your industry? How are they promoting themselves? You can also share um, links to your stories, which is really helpful. People do click links on Twitter. Obviously, you want to make sure that you put a caption there that's catchy and, you know, try to go for something that's clickbait. Honestly, go ahead and give them the clickbait. Say something that entices them, you know. Uh, like, you'll never believe what happened at our concert last night. Click to see footage here. And then, you know, that people are going to be like, oh, I want to know what happened at your concert last night. Um, and then you get people listening to your music and accessing your uh, information. Uh, a lot of music artists and content, video content creators can benefit from getting um, listens and watches from Twitter clicks. Because um, a lot of people will listen to music on Twitter feeds. And then you may get new subscribers onto your Spotify or SoundCloud or YouTube or iTunes or whatever else that your platform is that you're getting paid from. Um, so go ahead and check that out as well. A lot of people are using it that way. So... I'm mentioning once again, Twitter and Patreon are very useful for literally making money, getting money either directly from people who subscribe to your content on Patreon or indirectly by getting people to click links and listen to your content or watch your content on Twitter. But also for those of you selling merchandise, you can do free advertising on Twitter basically if you can learn how to use the hashtags. Like I said, go to other people's accounts, look at what hashtags they're using. Also, look at the trending hashtags um, currently, you know, most popular and utilize those in your post when possible. Don't, you know, I'm not a fan of people using hashtags that don't apply to their post. So don't just jump on a hashtag just because it's popular. Try to be respectful because I, I don't like seeing, you know, you'll have a hashtag about a very serious news issue right like for example when nipsey hustle was murdered um you know if, if somebody had used that hashtag just to get attention for their blenders that they sell that would have been stupid it wasn't related at all now if somebody made an an, an art piece uh an art representation of nipsey and decided to post it with the hashtag nipsey hustle that is related you know, even if somebody decides to buy the painting, you provided a translation of a figure of who was res who is respected, and um, people, if they access it and they like it, they might buy it. Um, but somebody just randomly, you know, oh, you sell um, athletic wear, so you're going to do hashtag Nipsey Hustle. That doesn't apply. Uh, it's very disrespectful, and honestly, that strategy. T 
typically doesn't work because people who are looking for the hashtag that they want to read about, they're not going to like you. They're, it's not going to make them more likely to buy. So you really want to only use hashtags that are relatable to your content um, directly. So that, that's how you draw in people. Because if they're looking for, um, you know, hashtag get fit and you sell athletic wear, you're probably going to find customers there. You're, that's your market. So that's what I mean about researching hashtags on Twitter to get access to, um, you know, clients and customers. So that's basically the details on Patreon and on Twitter um, for businesses. Um, I definitely am focusing a lot on businesses because, you know, for customers, you utilize all of these social media platforms basically to access information. You know, we and we're all customers, whether we're business owners or not, we're all customers. Uh, we're looking for information. We're looking for entertainment on social media and so basically you drive the market so if if you're if you and people in your particular demographic like a particular hashtag you're going to draw those businesses into that they have to abide by whatever cultural changes and shifts you create as the people of that group whatever the age may be as well and you know age demographic as well so like people who want to sell to 20 year olds are going to have to follow the trend that that audience actually creates. That's basically how that works. And don't discount older people on social media. If you are a business that markets primarily to people over the age of 60, even over the age of 50 or 60, there is a larger number of people in that age group now available on Instagram and all the social media platforms than ever before. Uh, in particular, some countries around the world, you'll find that the majority of people on a platform are actually over 30. So it's not like teenagers and 20-somethings anymore dominating. There's a lot of people um, who are adults who are on social media. So even if you target adults, you go for it. That culture, that's what is beautiful about the digital age is that everybody can be represented. So if you have a business, it doesn't matter who your target market is. They are on social media, I assure you. So if you guys need any more detailed information, more specifics on how you personally can use these platforms to your benefit, feel free to hit me up at Word of a Rebel on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Word of a Rebel. I do offer social media management services where I can actually manage your accounts. Uh, I can also create content for you. So for example, if you would want me to design your Patreon page for you. I'm more than happy to do that. And then once I'm done designing it, you can change the password and it'll be yours, completely your own. Um, if you need content development to develop your Twitter profile to make it more appealing, I, I got you. If you need me to do something every month, also I'm available for that. We can discuss what, um, what my fees would be based on what your needs are. So it's not going to be, you know, extreme. You know, if whatever your budget is, I'll tell you what I can and cannot do within that budget. It's going to be based on how much time um, I can apply based on your budget. But I assure you, it will be effective. Also, I do have one-time payment options, which is where I create a template that will create um, great branding for you, establish yourself as a brand, and then I give you the template and I explain how you can use it to um, change it up for various creative posts in the future. So 
Once again, this has been Word of a Rebel. If you're interested in any of these things, if you have any comments or questions or anything else that you think I should talk about, hit me up at Word of a Rebel. This is probably going to wrap up the discussion of social media, at least for now, and how it is used, unless somebody out there poses an interesting question related to the topic and that I might do a follow-up episode. So let me know if there's something I didn't cover, something else that you really need to know about, and I'll be sure to put together some content for you. Once again, this has been Word of a Rebel. Peace.